Thank you, everyone. Thank you for being here, and thank you for watching today. We're continuing our study on Increase God's Way. Those of you that have been watching the last couple of weeks, I trust it's been inspirational and encouraging and energizing to your faith. We established from the first lesson that if you want to know God's will regarding prosperity and increase, then you must go to His Word because His Word is truth. That's what Jesus said in the 17th chapter of John, His Word is truth. And Jesus said in the 8th chapter of John that if you continue in His Word, then you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. I tell you, that's exciting. That's John 8, uh, 31 and 32 are the very first scriptures I ever read after I surrendered my life to the Lord in 1969. And I knew right then the Lord had led me to those scriptures, even though I didn't know, you know, anything about the Bible. But He led me to those scriptures the first day that I went to my guest bedroom to study the Word. Those were the first two scriptures I read. And I remember writing down on that notepad, if I will continue in God's Word, I will know the truth, and the truth will set me free. So that became my quest, is to experience freedom in every area of my life. And I knew Amen. in order to accomplish that, I had to know the truth. So we've been talking about the truth over the last couple of weeks regarding prosperity and increase. We have determined from the Word of God, not Jerry Savelle's opinion, but from the Word of God, that our covenant with God is a covenant of increase, that God fully intended when He established covenant with Adam, with Noah, with Abraham, with Jacob, Isaac, Jacob, and their seed after them, that He intended for them to experience prosperity and increase. Let's go see this once again from Genesis chapter 17 and verse 7. The latter part of the verse says, God speaking to Abraham, and this covenant is with thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant. We found in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Gentiles were just the non-Jews. That's us. Thank God we've been grafted in. We are sons of God. We're the family of God through Jesus Christ. And it says that the blessing was to come on the Gentiles just like it did Abraham and his seed. And then in verse 29, it says, and if you be Christ or you belong to Christ, then are you Abraham's seed? Say that with me. I am Abraham's seed. And it goes on to say, and an heir according to the promise. What did God promise Abraham? I'll bless you. I'll empower you to prosper. Well, if you're prospering, you're increasing. So that means that this was a covenant of increase. And you and I are heirs according to the promise. Say it again. I'm the seed of Abraham. So it is a covenant of increase. We are included. Now, my question is, if it's a covenant of increase, then I ought to be able to see increase in Abraham's life. Wouldn't that sound reasonable? If it is a covenant of increase then can I look for increase in Abraham's life? Well, you'll find it. Go to Genesis chapter 13, right after God told him he would bless him. In Genesis chapter 12, it says in verse 2, And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. 
very rich in silver and in cattle and in gold. Hallelujah. Notice the covenant of increase is already working in his life. I always like to say, it only took Abraham to increase one chapter. How many chapters will it take you? So notice after God pronounced the blessing on Abraham in Genesis 12, he began to increase. Now, in Genesis chapter 24 and verse 1, it says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed him in all things. In other words, if he had blessed him, that means that he increased in every area of his life. He was empowered to prosper. He was empowered to increase in every area of his life. And the word of God, Genesis 24, 1, give us evidence that it took place in his life. Well, if it took place for Abraham and he's our father, our father of faith and we're his seed, then it should be taking place in our lives as well. Can you say amen? Does this sound like Jerry's opinion or is it the word of God? Well, I'll just add this to it. The Word of God is Jerry's opinion. Praise God. (laughs) After I find out what the Word says, then that's my opinion on it. So once again, if you follow Isaac's story, you'll see the same thing, increase. If you follow Jacob's story, you'll find the same thing, increase. The blessing was working for them. Why? Because they were Abraham's seed. The promise was to them. So once again, it only sounds reasonable to me If I am Abraham's seed, then I should be getting the same results. That same blessings on us, and we should be experiencing increase. Now, I want to show you something in Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. And while you're turning there, I want to make this statement. Increase in your life is your covenant right. Prosperity and increase in your life is your covenant right. Now, in Luke chapter 13, beginning in verse 10, speaking of Jesus, he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Now, I want you to notice how the religious people responded to this. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. Now see, religious tradition told them you can't heal on the Sabbath. But I dare you to find any place in the Gospels where they healed on any day. (laughs) Yes, sir. Come on. You don't find healing in their ministries on any day, much less the Sabbath. See, they weren't interested in this woman. They weren't interested in the fact that she'd been uh, uh, with infirmity all these years. All they were interested in is don't break any of our traditions. And some of their descendants are alive and pastor churches today. <laughs> Amen. You know, you can come to our town, but don't you dare step on our traditions. Don't you kick over our sacred cows. Huh? And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation 
because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and they said to the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them, therefore, come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Well, when do you suppose that woman never came to them during the week? Because there was no healing going on during the week. When do you suppose she came to that synagogue the day Jesus was there? Because faith comes by hearing, and she heard Jesus was healing people. Amen. Now, verse 15. The Lord then answered him and said, you hypocrite. Well, I, I wish I was as bold as him sometimes. You know? The Lord answered, you hypocrite. Doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? Now, listen to this statement. I've said all that to get to this statement. And ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, Underline that phrase. Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, or you could say being Abraham's seed. In other words, Jesus is saying because she is Abraham's seed, she has certain covenant rights, covenant privileges. Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham whom Satan hath bound. Uh Notice Jesus didn't say God made her sick for his glory. God made her sick so he could teach her something. He was very clear where this sickness came from. It's Satan. Satan has bound her all low these 18 years. And because she is the seed of Abraham, she ought to be loosed from this infirmity. And that's why he set her free. Amen. If you're the seed of Abraham, and yet you're experiencing poverty, lack, and want, then I say to you today, ought not you be loose from this infirmity, seeing you are the seed of Abraham? Give the Lord a shout if you believe. Amen? Poverty, lack, and want are under the curse. They're brought into people's life by Satan, not God. Satan bound her. Any bondage you see in humanity, Satan's behind it. Whether it be oppression, fear, worry, sickness, disease, financial bondage, poverty, lack, want, Satan hath bound them. But if they ever hear the truth, if they ever find out they're the seed of Abraham, that's what happened to me 45 years ago. I walked out of that bedroom when I read this and I said, Carolyn, our days of poverty, lack, and want are over. We're the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. We ought to be loose from this. Praise God. And we've been loose ever since. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Isn't that exciting? Look at somebody and tell them, you have a right to prosper. You have a right to increase because you're the seed of Abraham. Say this, prosperity Prosperity and increase increase are your covenant right. Give the Lord another shout, praise God. Third John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. The message translation says, good fortune in everything you do and for your good health, and that your everyday affairs prosper as well as your soul. Notice, God wants you to prosper in every area of your life, Uh physically, mentally, socially, 
financially, every area of your life. Now, if you're taking notes, write down this statement. If you're taking notes in the viewing audience, write down this statement. For you to fail to prosper and for you to fail to increase is a violation of your covenant rights. For you to fail to prosper and for you to fail to increase is a violation of your covenant rights. Now, once again, I said this in one of the previous broadcasts. If you're not enjoying the prosperity and the increase that God intends for you to experience, wants you to experience, then you need to do what Carolyn and I did 45 years ago and get fed up with your present circumstances, get in the truth, and determine that that's going to be final authority. Amen. Amen. And you stand for it. You say, well, how long do I have to stand? That's not the question you should be asking. How long do I have to stand? Your question should be, how determined am I to have what God says is mine? And if you're determined, you'll do like Brother Hagin used to say, you'll stand forever if necessary. And if you're prepared to stand forever, then it won't take very long, praise God. Amen? So I would strongly suggest that you declare a state of war. Amen? Declare a state of war. Tell the devil, okay, here we go. You have bound me. You've restricted me. You've limited me financially for the last day. And I declare a state of war. I'm a covenant man. If you're a covenant woman, tell him, I'm a covenant woman. And I have a right to prosper and increase. And today I am loosed from this bondage. And then you just keep putting that in the devil's face. That's what Jesus did on the Mount of Temptation, every time the devil came at him, what did he do? It is written. That's what you're doing. When you stand up and quote the word to the devil, that's what you're doing. The same thing Jesus did. And I love what it says in one translation. After the third time Jesus said, it is written and quoted the word to him, one translation says, and the devil left him for a more opportune time. (laughs) But it never came. Hallelujah. Amen. And he'll leave you too. Resist the devil and he will flee from you, the Bible tells us. So declare a state of war. Amen. Carolyn and I did this when we had nothing, when we needed everything. Well, today our circumstances have totally changed. We don't live in poverty. We don't live in lack. We don't live in want. God's blessed us. He's increased us. And now we're in a position to help a lot of other people. In fact, we couldn't do what we do in this ministry if we weren't prospering. We have offices in other nations. We have staff in other nations. This broadcast is seen in over 200 nations around the world. We, we support a number of ministries monthly through the tithes of this ministry. We couldn't do what we do if we weren't prospering. So we give God all the glory, give God all the credit. We'd be the first to tell you without him, we're nothing. Without him, we could do nothing. But hallelujah, we got him. And we found out we have a covenant of increase. And we've been learning, we've learned how to appropriate that covenant. And praise God, we've been loose from the bondage of financial lack. Hallelujah. So once again, it all begins with knowing the truth. Let's look at something that the psalmist wrote a long, long time ago in Psalm 115. Beginning in verse 12. The Lord hath been mindful of us. Look at somebody and say, God's got his mind on you. And notice the next phrase, he will bless us. You know what that says to me? 
If you want to know what God's thinking about you, here it is. How can I bless them? The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. And I had somebody uh, uh, call me not too long ago. I said, Brother Jerry, uh, I've had you on my mind the last few days and I just want to bless you and I'm sending you something. They had me on their mind and when I came to their mind, they wanted to bless me. I do that a lot to people. Had you on my heart today and uh, I'm sending you something. I want to bless you. See, that's the way God thinks. When he thinks about you, his next thought is, how can I bless them? How can I bring more increase into their life? How can I, how can I bring more prosperity to them? Now, let me warn you. If you use all your prosperity on yourself and you're not a blessing to others, then you will stop the cycle. Amen. This is not just so you can hoard it up on yourself. And anybody that knows Carolyn and I well, we do not hoard our prosperity up on ourselves. You know, and I say this to the glory of God. We don't, we don't have debts either in this ministry or personally. Now, you know, when I talk about debts, I'm talking about long-term stuff. I mean, you know, I have a credit card that comes due every month and I pay it, you know, so in the way of debt, you know, whatever we charge on a credit card, yes, I, that's, that's debt. But as far as long-term, we don't have house payments. We don't have car payments. We're not in debt to anybody in that regard. This ministry's not, you know, so that means mine and Carolyn's largest Household expense, for the lack of a better term, our largest outgo is not on house notes, cars, or anything else. It's our giving. Our giving, hallelujah. What a way to live. And we're talking about somebody 45 years ago sitting in a bedroom trying to figure out how to get out of debt. (laughs) And if I had $100, I'd have had to split it up 10 ways and pay all them people I owed $10 a piece. And hope they'd be satisfied till I got some more. You know. Hallelujah. Now you say, well, yeah, but you're a preacher. Hey, this is not working for me because I'm a preacher. If it was, why we got so many begging preachers on TV? I've been on television since 1979 and never begged for one dime and never will, praise God. That doesn't mean we don't have needs. That doesn't mean that we couldn't use some more. But see, I know we could use some more. So that's the reason I have a, a covenant of increase. <laughs> Amen. It's a covenant of increase. And we'll see it right here. He says, the Lord is mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. What is that referring to? Covenant people. God blesses covenant people. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. That means that God will bless you even if you're not well known. (laughs) He'll bless you even if you're not a preacher on television. Amen. The Lord, get this one, verse 14. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed to the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The Lord will increase you. How much? More and more. You know, God has no problem with how much increase you experience. The only thing he asks you is when it comes, not if, but when it comes, remember it was the Lord thy God who gave thee the power to get wealth. 
That's all God asks is when the prosperity comes, when the increase comes, make sure God gets all the credit. Amen. God gets all the credit. So notice he will increase you more and more. Shout more and more. More and more. Look at your neighbor and say, you haven't seen all the increase God has in store for you. So once again, when God thinks about you, he's thinking about how can I bless them? How can I bring more increase into their life? And once again, this shows us that our covenant is a covenant of increase. So why don't you just go ahead and say, I receive it, Lord. Lord. Amen. Now, let me end the program today with this question. Why does God want you blessed? Why does God want you to prosper? And why does God want you to increase? Genesis 12, 2. I will bless you and thou shalt be a blessing. That's what it's all about. It's not so you can brag on your prosperity. It's not so you can show off with it. It's so you can be a blessing. You know, there, there are some people, I'll say this, there are some preachers that I just don't enjoy being around. I really, I'm serious. There's some preachers I just don't enjoy being around because that's all they talk about, you know? And, uh, and, and, and they don't do it in a manner where it's giving glory to God. It's all about what I did, what I accomplished, what, you know. Don't ever get prideful in, in, in saying things like, I'm a self-made man, you know, and have the idea God is extremely fortunate to have you in the family. You know, no, you're extremely fortunate to be in his family. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So why does God want us blessed? Why does he want us to prosper? Why does he want us to increase? So we can be a blessing, not only to your family, but to the work of God, to your church, to missions, helping the widow, the orphan, you know, helping the the people in need so you can be Uh, an asset to the kingdom of God. You know, people that say that God doesn't want them to prosper, then they just, they just said, I'm not interested in furthering the kingdom of God. I'm not interested in anybody else. I'm only interested in me, you know, us four, no more. That's what a guy told me one time. Well, brother Jerry, I don't ask much from God just for my family. Do I have enough to live on? He thought that was humility. I told him. It was one of those moments when the boldness of Jesus came out. I said, you're the most selfish man I've ever met. All you want is enough for you and your family. What about the orphan? What about the widow? What about the missionary? You don't even care about them. You're selfish. I was telling him the truth. And the truth will set you free. Praise God. Amen. God wants you blessed. Don't let anybody lie to you about that. Just receive it by faith. Tell the devil... The Word is final authority in my life. I'll be back in just a few moments. Did you know that there is no way that you can walk with God, keep His covenant, and not experience financial increase? It's impossible. In this powerful book, Increase God's Way, Jerry Savelle teaches that God wants you to increase. He will show you from the Bible that increase is on the mind of God and will uncover the deceptions that say poverty is a sign of holiness. In God Our Source, a CD series by Jerry Savelle, we discover how to experience God's power to provide, the decisions to make when tests and trials come, 
the power of expectancy, and more. God is your source, your provider, and has more than enough for you. Don't wait. Call today or visit jerrysavelle.org to request this powerful duo. Increase God's way and God our source. Now is the time to look at God as your source of peace, hope, and prosperity. You know, before we leave the air, I'd like to especially pray for our partners today because they're such a, a vital part of this ministry. Uh, God uses our partners many times to bring increase into this ministry. And we just want you to know how much we appreciate that. You know, your gifts each and every month enables us to accomplish what God's called us to do. You know, there, there are nations that God called me to many years ago. And recently, after 45 years, the Lord said, Son, you've accomplished all I called you to do in that nation. And I thought, wow, you know, what a great testimony to be able to say, I've accomplished everything God told me to do. But then when I think about it, it wasn't just what uh, I accomplished. It's what my partners and I accomplished. It's what we did together. And I want you to know, partners, I truly appreciate you and I appreciate your faithfulness to this ministry. I've said many times, in fact, there's a lady here in the audience that said this to me uh, before we began taping. I'm one of your partners. I've said many times, that is the greatest compliment anybody could give me because what they're saying is, I believe in the call of God on your life. I believe in your integrity and I'm with you, praise God. And I appreciate that. And all you that are partners with this ministry, I pray over you right now that the same grace, the spirit of increase, the spirit of favor that's on me and on this ministry will be on your life and that you will increase more and more Amen. so that you can not only continue to help us, but help other ministries that have been a blessing to you as well. You receive that? Yes. Amen. I call you extremely blessed and highly favored in Jesus' name. Now, before we leave the air, let me remind you of our special offer. We have a package available this week, my book, Increase God's Way. It's all the material that we've talked about on the broadcast and more. And then also four CDs on God, our source. You know, I first began to learn about this from Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts had a little book entitled The Miracle of Seed Faith. There was a chapter in there about making God your source of supply. I never really even heard that phrase up to then, that God is my source of supply. And it went off in my spirit and I determined right then how to who enter into that kind of relationship with God, that he would become my source of supply for everything. And you know, I keep saying it, 45 years have come and gone and God has been my source of supply. God has met every need. I can't think of one time that God has ever disappointed me. So if you want to know how to make God your source of supply, four CDs, and then the book, Increase God's Way. This is small enough that you can sit down and read this in one setting, but then you're going to want to go back and read it again and again and keep underlining, keep dog-earing those pages, you know, and, and keep going back to it because I'm telling you, it's full of spiritual nuggets and truth that will set you free. Thanks for watching our broadcast. And by the way, if you want the special offer, uh, the mailing address is on the screen, our website information, our telephone number, order them. We'll get them to you just as soon as possible. And then once you get them, and not if it works, but when it starts working, send me the testimony. All right, I'd love to hear about it. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again next week. 
And until then, you know your faith will overcome the world.